When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Andrew Musgrove here. This is our 1000th episode and we've got a very special one to bring you. Earlier in the month, we held a live event at the Tyneside Irish Centre where we took the Everything is Black and White podcast to a live audience. More than 150 people came along to see our panel on stage. We also had Norberto Slaughter, the Newcastle United legend, who took us through his time on Tyneside, his reaction to the current day Newcastle United squad qualifying for the Champions League and everything else in between. It was a great evening. Then our panel got up on stage, Lee Ryder, Kieran Kelly, Aaron Stokes, the Mirror Simon Bird and BBC Radio Newcastle's Matthew Raisbeck to talk about what a season it has been under Eddie Howe, the ownership and what's to come next season. It really was a fantastic evening to be part of. This is the live recording of that night and we wanted to release it for the 1000th episode to mark such a brilliant landmark to say thank you to you guys for supporting us everyone who's downloaded listened to the episodes everyone who's emailed text tweeted into us interacted with us left a comment or a review we couldn't do this podcast without you guys we want to say a huge thank you we hope you've enjoyed the episode so far and it's only going to get bigger and better. With Newcastle United in the Champions League, we've got big plans not only to get us through the summer, but next season as well. But that's all to come. Right now, I want you guys to pop the kettle on, make yourself a brew and settle down to the Everything is Black and White podcast live with Norberto Solano marking our 1000th episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for coming out to the Everything is Black and White podcast live. Uh, my name is Andrew Musgrove. We really do appreciate your support and what a week it is to hold this event because essentially tonight is a Champions League celebration party, isn't it, ladies and gents? So my next question was going to be just how excited you are about next season and the Champions League, but I think that probably just about covered it. Are we excited? So uh, we've got two parts to tonight's show. In the second half of the show, we'll hear from a panel of journalists made up from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, and your Castle United writer, Kieran Kelly, and your Castle United writer, Aaron Stokes, and our special guests, the Mirrors, Simon Bird, and BBC Radio Newcastle's Matthew Raisbeck. But to kick things off, we've got a Newcastle United legend, and fittingly, he played in the last United team to take part in the Champions League way back in 2003. It's been that long, ladies and gents. Uh, Perhaps one of the finest crosses of the ball to ever wear the black and white shirt. Please give a huge round of applause to Norberto Solano. Nice, nice uh, response, wasn't it? Thank very very nice. Um, I mean, it's a pleasure to have you here tonight, Nobby. Yeah, if you want to just move that closer. Yes, good. Thank you. Um, yeah, if I'd asked you at the start of the season where Newcastle were going to finish, I can bet me bottom dollar you wouldn't have said top four. <laughs> well, first of all, you know, you always 
when these people take it over, the new owners, you always give you a little bit of hope. It's what you say is true. Nobody, I believe, will thinking, oh, this season probably we want to finish the top four. Maybe everybody will be happy if we finish in the top ten. Don't, don't stay suffering like it happened in the last few years ago, relegate on some, relegate on situation. But uh, to be honest, it's fantastic job from Eddie Hall. And when we say that Newcastle United have qualified for the Champions League, has it sunk in yet? Because I think to many here, it probably still feels a bit of a, a surprise and that they haven't, haven't kind of haven't woken up from the dream. To be honest, uh, I mean, like I said before, it's, it's, it's the best thing can happen for the club. The, as a player, you always, okay, you try to, to challenge, you know, to try to win things like that. But uh, to be in the Champions League is another extra plus for, for any player who wish to play football, you know, apart from you play for your national team, play in the World Cup. The best competition you can have is Champions League. We watch it every, week, every, every year, sorry. You see Manchester City, Arsenal, teams like that. Now you're involved in there. It's, it's the best thing can can happen as a foot, to your footballer. So we please, very, very glad to what happened to the club. Yeah, it's been a tremendous season. And just how impressed have you been with, with Eddie Howe? Like I say, it's, it's, it was a big move from, for him, I believe, for his career. It's a big challenge. He's been in doing fantastic career. He started in Baltimore for many years. The building the Bournemouth team, you get into into the Premier League was great achieve for his career. He's a young manager. That's a good plus for the club. That's a good hopes for the club to to still to still you know with the team. I hope so. If everything starts to going well, looking forward. But uh, he's a it's a good manager. He's a good manager. He reads so well what the team needs, what the club needs. He get the, the players together because if you see the players, it's seventy percent of these guys used to play with under Stephen Bruce or manager before so I can tell the guy is very open you know he has a big staff so he do fantastic and you mentioned there the fact that a lot of these players were here before the takeover before Eddie Howe I mean one of the big uh, criticisms from those outside of Tyneside is that Newcastle have bought their way to Champions League football but that just isn't the case is it because as you mentioned a lot of these players were here beforehand it is it the case that it's just down to hard work on the training pitch and, and Eddie Howe and his staff deserve a lot more credit than, than maybe of they Of course, of course. Like I'm saying to you, you, that's a good thing when somebody arrives. It's happened, it's a little bit remind me in the time back in the years when we used to be, especially my situation, I'm arriving here in 1998, I'm hearing a little bit about Newcastle, played Champions League two years before with, you know, Tino Aspria and the... Uh, well, the, the the previous manager was um, Kenny Dag. Kenny Dag, no, yeah. no Kenny before Kenny. Uh, Keegan. Keegan, sorry. Under Keegan was fantastic team, entertainment team. And after that, when Kenny Douglas arrived, was when I'm, he signed me. It was a difficult time. Arrived in the club when every everything looked a little bit mess. You know, wasn't players in and out. I, I saw a little bit old players need to leave the club like. A, John Barnes, Stuart Peirce, uh, Philippe Valverde, wonderful players, but a little bit older in the time. So Kenny signed in me, and it was two months later he gets sacked. So Ruth Gulley arrived with no much experience in football and team manager, fantastic footballer. But uh, it's a shame because he's no wasn't a good team manager. You know, I mean, it was difficult, tough period. We fell out with, with a lot of the, the last the, the players in that time. You know, with these experienced players. We was a little bit, half of the team was quite young and the other thing was quite older. So he tried to make it a transformation in the team, but don't have the time. 
So the best time when Bobby arrived, it looked like he knew it was going on. He knew it was happening inside. Changed everything straight away, the team spirit. So it reminded me very much like Eddie done with his team. And I know one of the things that sticks out for you under Sir Bobby Robson was what he did with the, the dinner time with the players at the training ground. He made you guys stay oh. and wait, didn't he? Make you stay like, <laughs> like my granddad. You know, when he's having dinner, we have to wait till he finished to stand up in the, floor, in the table. So, well, it was part of the thing, you know, Bobby said, okay, one o'clock, everybody sit down. We waited for his standard service first, and after we go in the queue, and after we had to finish, wait till he's finished, till we can go home. So, well, <laughs> you know, Bobby talk, 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 before go, we're still in the table, fast asleep <laughs> after training. But it was was a good thing, you know, to start to pull the team together. We understood what we had to do, so... It was the best thing. We want to always say <clears throat> that's the way to, as a team spirit, to, we get together to be successful. And how important is that unity within the dress room? Because you mentioned there, like, under Sir Bobby Robson, and, and you can see it now with today's squad. Like, you know, they just love one another. They, they will fight to the death for one another. How important is it? Well, you see the best example after when I saw the last game with Leicester City, you see all the lads with all his family, his kids. That's look like a, all the... The destruction from the Eddie. Eddie's a guy look after, you know. It's, uh, it reminds me very much because I was working in Peru in the national team when my boss was um, uh, from Argentina. He always, that's, I believe you attack that part of the, the human, you know, thing with the players. The players in your side. So you can tell the players, you know, respect so much Eddie, so respect all his staff. So that's the only way. To you you want to be successful, it's the only way. You see many examples for that. And you mentioned the Leicester game, nil-nil, was the point that Newcastle needed, but uh, Nick Pope had to make a, a very good save at the end. Were you, were you a wee bit nervous? It's, it's, yeah, it was a very strange game, you know, because you see straight away Leicester doesn't want to attack. Newcastle attack, you know, try. And it looked like, a, you know, guys, you know, give me, shake me a hand, one-one, we're okay. <laughs> so it was a game, a strange game, because, you know, Newcastle hit in the post two times. But uh, it's a strange game, but both teams knew it. I need a point, you to qualify, I mean the point to me to still alive until the last match. So a strange game, like you say, a strange corner and Pope was there because, you know, but uh, I believe, well, Newcastle deserve it to be where they are, no? to, to be in the Champions League and now Leicester in difficult situation. I know you've been back at the club quite a few times this season. Watching Newcastle, when for you, did the Champions League for Eddie Howe's side become a, a reality? When did you actually think, you know, they've got a really good chance here? Well, we have to be honest. Uh, the, 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 this season was quite a strange season. You know, normally, is, as we, we all happened in the last three, four years, five years, Liverpool there, Spurs there, Chelsea there. I believe Newcastle take the opportunity because Chelsea not doing well, Spurs not doing well, dropped so many points, Chelsea not doing well, so... That's why Newcastle take the opportunity and that's finishing there. I hope so next season will be an interesting season. Fingers crossed Newcastle can keep in, in the same level. They have to improve much better to finish in the top four next season because it will be really tough. Many competitions to, you know, to play. But uh, as, you see, as you see, no Liverpool doing well, very inconsistent. As usual, not in the Liverpool we normally see in the last two, three years. Chelsea the same, so... Newcastle takes the opportunity and finishes in the top four. What do you think the aim is 
next season? I mean, we'll get onto what they might have to do in the transfer market, but what do you think the aim is next season? Because the Champions League brings a whole different challenge for Newcastle United. And, um, you know, if Newcastle, for instance, finish in the top eight, but have a good run in the Champions League, is that a success? I'm just wondering where you think the balance is because it's an interesting one. I would say the best example happened is a club in Manchester City. Same situation, you know. He'd been under different managers, won the league with uh, um, Pellegrini, the manager from, from Chile, and before was Mancini too, yeah. I think, won the league. And that, and after arrived Guardiola to be more consistent, to be more like uh, in, the, in, the, in the dreams what they have as a club. I believe Newcastle probably need to go for that step, you know. I mean, um, and for me, the first challenge is Newcastle's proof again. I don't think so. Forget about the Champions League. It will be nice to play the Champions League, go further in the competition. will be amazing. But realistic, you need to see. Eddie need to build a, a strong score to play. Well, I will see Manchester City every week. I, don't, I cannot see who's, uh, who's in the bench or who know, who's a first-team player or who's... A, it has a, to me, for me, my opinion, has a 20 good players. Newcastle need to have that example. I believe Eddie will know that. He need to build them slowly, slowly. But you've been waiting for so long for, for this success. So I think it's that you are in the right direction with the right people. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Next season you build them, but stay there. No? That's the more important. And is there anywhere particularly that you're looking forward to maybe visiting with Newcastle in the Champions League, a San Siro, a Bernabeu? Well, it's all is 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 too proud. I was very lucky to to play against Barcelona, Juventus, Inter, the Milanese giants clubs in in Europe. So, well, whatever it is well, if it's not them early, <laughs> will be better. Can you quite believe it's been that long though since you you know you played at the new camp, you played it made at the San Siro? too old. Now. People <laughs> say twenty years. Okay, sorry, I didn't realize how old you are. <laughs> what was it like though to play? in them big games, them big stadiums for Newcastle. Like I said to you, it's the best as a, as a footballer. You, you have a dreams, you have a wish. You, you always want to be in the best competition. It's so much yellow when you're in the, watching on TV, they play Champions League, you know, anywhere around. It's the best competition, you know, after the World Cup play for your country, like I said before. But uh, it's nice. It's nice to play for that competition. But for me, it's one of the best club competitions. And we saw how much it meant after the game, and I'm sure everyone's seen the the interviews online with the players. Uh, but I just want to particularly talk about the likes of Jacob Murphy and Sean Longstaff and Dan Byrne, you know, the boyhood Newcastle United fans. I mean, I think every one of them watched Jacob Murphy's interview afterwards would have had a bit of a tear in their eye. Th th them lads, that it just means the world to them to, to want to play for Newcastle United, but to get them to the Champions League, it means so much to them. Well, they deserve it. They're working hard. I'm saying these guys improve in the last periods. You know, this, that's why this season was quite strange for some players, but that's why a lot of credit for Eddie, because some players didn't perform so well in the beginning of the season. And after the, the, the last period, the last month, two months, everybody started to give it the best. So that's, that's why they deserve it. And I believe the emotional for Eddie Murphy, you know, Bern is, is Newcastle, is Jordi Boy. So it's, I believe you're all proud to see people from Newcastle represent your club. And it's nice as well that, I mean, we'll get on to, like I say, the transfer market in a moment, but when we're talking about potential incomings in the summer to improve the squad, I don't think many would have sat here and maybe thought, you know, we're talking about that, but also talking about keeping Jacob Murphy as a first-team player or Miguel Almiron or even a Sean Longstaff in certain people's minds. 
they've really stepped up this season, and it's it, it, it's really refreshing to see. That's good. That's good. That's a good sign. That's a good because they are already Newcastle players. So Eddie need that. Eddie need all these players. That's why. Sorry to say again, you mentioned Manchester City, the best example, because you see uh, no play Mares, no play Foden, no play Gundogan, whatever is play, uh, Guardiola set the team for any week, all response. That's what you need, players in the same level. So <clears throat> I hope so Newcastle, these guys realize. And now if somebody arrives in the club, I know Eddie probably will find out which is the places we need it. In, in position, but that will be good when competition. You feel like that when somebody, oh my God, you bring somebody like in the same place, I will need to work hard, I need to improve, I cannot fast sleep because I won't have any chance to play anymore. So that's a good competition for the team. No? And if we're talking about a priority in the transfer window, which position do you think is a priority for Newcastle? Always say uh, it's a dream, no, from outside, but. Uh, I believe Newcastle and in part of the middle, they need reforce because I hear all the time when Bruno no play, everybody going cry and say, oh, Bruno no play, <laughs> what are we doing? Do you need somebody there, I mean, similar like him, some people, some player to can sit in front of that back four, somebody to sit in there and let Bruno go. I like Rice, I mostly mentioned this guy from West Ham, I hope so his guy well, choose to come to the Norris because the London boys doesn't like it coming here. I can't believe that, honestly, guys, sorry. Sorry to say that, all the time, I go a lot of ex teammates from England. I'm coming from, sorry, bloody Peru, so far away, I say, people there in London are crying to come in here. <laughs> What's wrong with this bloody beautiful city? It's crazy, honestly, it's crazy. I say, I'm two miles away, I'm 12, six hours behind, and 12 hours, I don't know how many hours to go on the plane. But, uh, well, I hope so this guy can put his, I believe it's the right place for him. I would like it to, to see him, if, if, if he were. And I guess the Champions League might be the difference from getting a good player and then getting a very good player. I mean, the, getting the Champions League for Newcastle <clears throat> probably is going to be the difference yeah, in the Yeah, you window. will attract him. You will attract him always. The best players, good players, want to, they always have ambition. You know, they always want to have a play Champions League, try to win the Champions League. That's, I believe, Eddie will recognize that who's want to. That's why Newcastle was very important to finish in the top four this season because I believe any player want to move now right here. And you mentioned there, you mentioned Bruno, we've mentioned Trippier. For you, who, who, who will be the player of the season? Who would you pick? Well, personal, I wasn't a big fan of him because I don't know, sometimes to me, he it made me confused. I don't know if he's a striker, he's a defender, or he's, you know, he's a Joelinton. Yeah. You know, this is guys. Sorry, but he's. I know you. What you wish as a fans is somebody perform in the pitch. Is a guy. He will die. Go up and down. Don't expect him for him anything. You know, in the quality. He's Brazilian, but look, doesn't, to me, doesn't look Brazilian. <laughs> but to me, I don't know where he's from, but he's changed, changed a lot from the guy, you know, two seasons ago, and now he's a guy. I, I believe he deserves it. Was uh, was any team he wanted to be, you know? It's a guy working so hard, a strong guy, monster. You know, it's a guy you see him, oh, let him go, man, because he will crush you, he will kill you, it's a monster. But, uh, you know, you see, it's a strange here, Brazilian, but I used to watch him. I was very lucky to play against Ronaldinho, Robinho, Roberto Carlos, all these superstars, Ronaldo, big Ronaldo, no, Cristiano. So... You know, this guy, I don't know where he came from, but it's a fantastic season for him. 
Yeah, it is. And again, it's one of those names that I don't think many people would have picked out. And it's probably Kieran Clark's finest moment in the Newcastle United shirt, getting sent off against Norwich, isn't it? And Eddie Howe managed to find Joe Linton. Will we take Joe Linton as player of the season? Have we got a... Yeah? Yeah? Well, we'll get to the, the other nominees uh, later in the show. Uh, but let's have a word about Kieran Trippier, yeah, because for many, he started kind of the, the, the level of standard of player that, that's come in for Newcastle. He was the first kind of really big name to come in. He's absolutely quality in the England squad again. A really good captain. I mean, just how impressed Yeah, he's a wonderful player. Wonderful person. I got the opportunity to meet him in the training ground a few months ago. I said to him, you're born in the wrong time, my friend. Why are you not born? <laughs> I wish to have you behind me in 20 years ago. <laughs> we, we all respect my friend Aaron Hughes, Andy Griffin, but they a little bit panic with the ball. But uh, <laughs> we couldn't do things happen, you know, back in the... No, it's a wonderful player. That's the reason he's played for England. That's, that's, that's why I'm saying you can say that's the quality of player you, you need to, especially in the big clubs, you know, to, to want to be successful. He's a good captain, lovely guy. So, well, this is, this is, this is, I like him especially because he's, he needs to practice a little bit better at free kicks. Yes, he's Sorry, first. guys. <laughs> you played with one of the finest number nines ever in Alan Shearer. What have you made of, an, of today's current number nine in Callum Wilson? I mean, the form he's been on in the last month or two has been absolutely brilliant in the England squad. What have you made of him at Newcastle United? It's still hard for all this. I would say now, I know changed a little bit. Uh, football changed a little bit. It's, uh, uh, my opinion, I don't think so. They don't play anymore with wingers. They all three in any team you see, Mares, uh, Foden, Haaland, they're all the strikers. No wingers. We used to be proper wingers staying wide to, to supply in this, in this time, in the case to Haaland. You know, we need to cross the ball. But now it's everything. Every club now play. On the right side, somebody with the left. and the left side, somebody with the right. So Alan Shira will be crying. <laughs> <laughs> he will not have a hair like look like now if you play him back in the year like this in this system. Alan cried whenever at any time I hold the ball. If you're not crossing and go check inside, he's crying. Say, no, what are you doing? Okay, I can't cross because the guy's in front of me. I need to check. So he's changed, you know, a little bit for That's why Wilson like Wilson, a lot of them the players changed in the last period. That was very important for the team. Uh, Alan's different, you know, he was very lucky having Robert on the left side always and supplied him too. So, but uh, he needs need a system, you know, he needs a system. Uh, I know Manchester City, you see even Haaland, you go a system for everywhere. So I believe he's in the team improve and attacking improve a little bit better. Wilson or whatever playing in the front would be happy. And Isaac as well, he's really coming to his own. Obviously, he had a few injury problems, but we're finally get to, getting to see the best of him. He's a wonderful him. player. I saw him when he used to play for Real Sociedad. He used to play in Spain uh, for many, many years. So he's a great, you can see, he's, a, he's an intelligent player. It's, to me, again, he's another striker. He's, not, he's playing the winger, but it's, to me, he's a striker. He's another guy, he scores goals, but that's the way now in football. It changed. So he's doing so far so good. I hope so he's keeping his... You know, I mean, keep it strong, no many injuries, because you will need, for next season, you need to come back really strong. And you mentioned there that you'd been invited into the training ground by Eddie Howe. I mean, that, that's a nice touch from the gaffer, and he seems to really get the, get the club and its history and its tradition. So just talk us through that experience of you know, getting the call and saying Eddie wants you to come up to the training ground. Well, I didn't realise, first of all, I saw just getting by to have a look at the training. It never put me in front to speak to the players. I was a little bit shy. Sorry. 
but uh, a little scared, a little bit nervous to speak in front of the lads, but it was nice. Like you say, Eddie's an intelligent guy, you know, he's getting on well with, I mean, the club now, the people, you know, look after the club, it looks like they want to get a, be a family, get involved again back in the year with all the ex-players, people like that, so that's good, that's good, recognized for, for, for the people now, that's why it's in the right direction, I believe, I hope, I hope so, fingers crossed, to, to next season, there will be a big test, I'm still a little bit scared what's going to happen with Newcastle next season, because it will be complete, you don't play against anymore to the team, just to fight if they don't go relegated, and now you want to play a team to try to fight to get trophies, try to win things, so... It will be very interesting next season in Newcastle. And when you went around the training ground, I mean, I assume it already, the work had already started, the new one has put a lot of money into it, which is good because had you gone in a year ago, 18 months ago, it probably would have looked the same as it did when you, when you left Newcastle the second time around. To be honest, my friend, back in the, you compare with Peru, where I came from, it's still so nice Newcastle <laughs> training ground for me. We don't have even grass in Peru. <laughs> so... To me, it always looks very pretty. I mean, I don't know why you have to change that, but you know? But, uh, well, as a footballer, you need to appreciate. We are very lucky to have all the accommodation, but we, I don't mind to have it the best, you know, the best room to have a shower. I prefer to have it the field where we want to train it. It's always very perfect. Now it looks so, so good, the club. And you mentioned there about Eddie kind of understanding the history and the tradition, and that's something he's really wanting to, to bed into the squad. And then you have the likes of Sean Longstaff, Dan Byrne, Elliot Anderson, who, who know all about what's happened with Newcastle. How important do you think that is, that you have people who can tell the story and, and, and tell new arrivals just how important this club is to, is to these guys? Well, like I've said to, to many people, always uh, the passion, you know, when, when you, for me it was really strange because back in the years, the only was mentioned all the time, especially in South America, more talking about Italian football, Spanish football, Germany football, Portu Portuguese football. So, but uh, no, England, to be honest, uh, I always say to, to people, say, uh, I couldn't believe, especially here, you know, because I never see people around, you know, when you arrive in Newcastle, get very, very <laughs> dark very early and uh, <laughs> say, what is the people doing here? Nobody here. But after the weekend, when we play the, the, the matches, all the town busy. I say, wow, where did the people come from? So it was amazing. Very, very impressed. How green is it? Well, raining, wind, cold. But uh, the passion you show here, you engage straight away. You know, I say, I can't believe how much you love football in this town. No? And, and you felt that in your first kind of game, because if I'm not mistaken, you, you, you played for the reserves, first of all, just one game, and they had to d delay the kickoff because there was that much interest in seeing yourself. I never realised that, my friend. <laughs> I couldn't speak any English. I couldn't understand anything, especially Jordi. So somebody said, man, you speak English? You know, I can speak of Jordi. So it was so, really tough, difficult, you know. Uh, I, I used to, well, in the beginning, when I moved to here, I used to live in the hotel. So somebody in the hotel knocked my door about half past two, three o'clock. I was sleeping. I said, what do you want? What was one of my teammates? Yes, only say a Scottish guy. I can't remember his name. He said, we need to go. Where? I said, we have a game today. It was on Monday. So reserve thing. Oh, my God. Okay, I have to go. I thought we want to play in the training ground. He started to drive and drive and see the St. James Park. Oh, say, I want to pick it up, maybe our staff from here. I never realized when I go in, get changed. I was really confused. 
what's going on in here? The game is on the Saturday because my debut is supposed to be next week against Chelsea. But what's on the Monday? Say, well, in the Jordi, everybody try blah, blah, blah. Couldn't understand. Just play the game. <laughs> 5,000 people. Say, wow, oh my God. <laughs> what's going on in here? Amazing. And, and I just want to go back to, to when you obviously first signed for Newcastle. How did the move come about? I mean, it was Kenny Daglish who brought you the first Peruvian to play in the, in the Premier League. I mean, did you know much about Newcastle before you arrived? Yeah, like I said before, uh, Tino Spria used to, of course, used to play when we was the match back in Peru. You know, the Premier League started to become very, very, very famous in, in South America, always on in television. Some games, you know, important games, but... Uh, when Newcastle was in the Champions League and the play against Barcelona, yes, was I remember I was back in playing in, in Argentina, but uh, I was playing in Peru, sorry, 96 before I moved to Argentina, 97. So that's when I moved to Argentina, I played for, for Boca Junior. Uh, just my agent told me, <clears throat> listen, there's a lot of interest, maybe Arsenal or maybe Newcastle. I said, oh, wonderful. If it's whatever, any club, I'm go. So I was very lucky my agent knew Kenny Douglas, one of Kenny Douglas' friends back in the year, and Kenny saw me playing for Boca Junior and was interesting, and that's why I moved to the wonderful place. Yes, yes, and never looked back. Um, let's just talk about the managers you've played, and you've mentioned, you mentioned Kenny, and then you mentioned Rude, and obviously Sir Bobby. What was, what was Kenny like to, to play under? I know he, he wasn't there for very long, but you know he's a legend on the pitch. What was he like as a manager? <clears throat> yeah, well, and I knew Kenny Douglas, you know, Big player, history of him. He used to play, I remember, I was young, but uh, he played against Peru in the World Cup 78. I'm born 74, only was four years old. Huh? I look old, but not that old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember because Cubillas make it a very famous Teofilo Cubillas outside his boot, put in the corner. So what uh, I'm saying is a very popular, very famous uh, manager. It's a shame because uh, I didn't see much. Kenny in that time just wasn't much spending time in the training ground. It was, you know, because you are a manager, you need to look after many things. So, but it was, first of all, really tough and difficult. Imagine him, Terry Mack, when I arrived in the club to speak in, I couldn't speak any English. He guys speak Scottish. Terry Mack speak Jordi, couldn't speak, understand anything. <laughs> and then Rude Hullet, the manager, I mean, things obviously went sour very quickly under Rude. I mean, just how bad did it get? It was, I will say, I got the experience now. I'm stop play football. I'm crash to go now as a coach, things like that. I will say you need to have a period. We were always thinking because we play football, we can be good managers, no chance. Anybody in this room, if you study, you do the same thing, you can be good manager too. But no, the reason we play football, we go, I will say maybe a little bit experience in the way dress room, things like that, but uh, we all has to do the same thing. So Ruth Gulli happened to him. I remember he joined to us. He was in Chelsea. And after only was one year in Chelsea as a manager. And after took Newcastle job, it was really tough. It can be, you have to be man managers. And after that, you can coach in the best way you can. But say, and unfortunately for him, he has to deal with difficult situation with these ex-players, you know. He was quite old team, so he need to change, make change, but he know how to do it, how to manage. It was for quite good sessions. You know, he was fantastic footballer. We love him in AC Milan, but uh, as a team manager, wasn't the best. And one of the changes that he, he tried to make, or is one of his final changes, was not playing Alan Shearer in the time we had Derby. When you uh, when you saw the team sheet, what was your reaction? <laughs> we couldn't believe we saw we saw Alan Duncan Ferguson on the bench. We always was like this. 
<laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> this guy wanted what to do. Honestly, it was shock because we, you know, when you in, back in the year we used to go to 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 the dress room before the match and we saw the board, put it up like that, and we see, you know, the line team and like that. I was, I'm there. Okay, I was happy. I'm there in the team. I will start today. When you next to the so, so <laughs> I saw this guy's piece. So no Alan, no Ferguson, what's going on? Is Paul Robinson was the striker, I remember my friend Robert. So it was crazy. This guy knew it probably he would leave the club because he put a hand in here and just let him to the game go. <laughs> and you've you've obviously you played for Boca Juniors, so you will know about derbies and how the atmosphere over um, in Argentina, but just explain to our, our guests here tonight about the atmosphere of playing in a time weird derby. What, what is that like? Well, it's completely different, to be honest. Always, I, I can't compare Argentina with the derby here. You're too good, guys. You're too perfect in this place. In Argentina, we need to go with policemen, with everyone to inside the pitch and get out with policemen because it's too crazy, especially if you lose. So, no, it's amazing. I know the derby, we, 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 we get into, when you play football, you get into a little bit into the fans too, you know? You have to be into the fans' side. We know how you're feeling because you're outside there. The only problem you can do is what we can do inside the pitch. You know, sometimes you want to kick the ball, but we, we didn't kick it. So, it's the feeling for the derby is special. And, and find out through the guys, through the players, oh, we play Sunderland, oh, Sunderland, right, yeah. But they realize day by day when you get close into the match, how exciting everyone, neighbors knock my door to asking for tickets. I have a ticket, please, we'll go to the derby. <laughs> so, well, it was amazing how important is win the derby, no? I mean, it's the best thing you can make it happy, your own fans in the day, no? Uh, well, the key question on that is, because this does create a bit of debate on social media, would you have liked to have seen Sunderland come up into the Premier League for next season to have the derby back or are you quite happy to see them in the yeah, Championship? Of course, of course. You know, we always say, we always wishing back in the years to say, please, Sandra, let's stay up because it's like our kids. You can play with them and they beat them all the time. So <laughs> we was very happy in that time. Um, Rude goes uh, and Sir Bobby Robson comes in and you've mentioned there he changed the kind of dynamic, you know, within the group. How tough of a job did he have straight away to change it, or, or was it like an instant change? You just needed a different kind of manager, a, a, a different kind of character. Well, you can tell it straight away. We play Sheffield Wednesday. He has a debut, being only in the club two weeks. We be Sheffield Wednesday, A1, I think. A1. I'll tell you, answer the question very fast. No, Bobby, his old experience, the way he's told, is, you know, you, we always say, he's not our coach. We feel you, it's your granddad, you know, your granddad telling to you things, what, what you have to do, advice, everything like that. Bobby was the same. He's straight away very clever, intelligent. He signed a good player, bro. Laurent Robert in that back in the years. Uh, Craig Bellamy. He started to sign in good players. So that's, he was really straight away what the team needed and they started working straight away. But I also believe that if on the rare chance he didn't pick you, you had a bit of a way to annoy him. Now, the key question people might be asking or wondering, have you got your trumpet with you? <laughs> I wish, my friend, but <laughs> I cannot blow anymore. <laughs> but you used to annoy Sir Bobby, didn't you? you, if you didn't put well, you it was part of the team spirit. I remember we used to... Well, when, now you see the stuff, is amazing. You Now you see the, now the, this guy go... In the in the in the, the physio room, you have a ten people, twelve people. Back in the years, it's only two, two, only two physios, 
and uh, Derek, I remember Big Derek has to deal with all injury things like that. So what happened back? If you injury, they used to make a rules. If you injury, you need to arrive a little bit earlier, but you will get treatment after all the fit players needed, going to the field, and after you start to get a treatment. So okay, I was a little bit boring. We arrive nine eight o'clock and they start to treat at half past ten. So I got the idea. I said I will bring my trumpet because a nice. Uh, it was inside the, tra the training ground. A nice room in there with nice acoustic. So I will practice here until this guy have a treatment. So I don't know if Bobby used to like it before he start and every day, every training session, like a talk. Anything but like a talk, you know? So you like a pull everybody together in the, in the field. Guys, we want to do this, we want to do that. So one of the days I said, okay. I went with my trumpet, hiding in behind the trees around there. <laughs> so he started to talk to me, play, I started to blow my trumpet, <laughs> you know, like a, like a big pink panther, pink panther, play pink panther. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> Bobby started to look carry on talking, when he soon he started to talk, he started to blow harder. <laughs> and Bobby started to go like, are you fucking funny? He didn't realize was me. He didn't realize was me, you know, he come inside, he told to security people, oh, it's fucking funny, somebody there, blow the trumpet. And after he was in the, inside his restroom and blow the trumpet again. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking. <laughs> it, was, it was very funny. And on the pitch, yeah, I know he obviously got Newcastle to the Champions League. He got them within touching distance of, of, of a title as well. I mean, he just played some fantastic football as well. What was it like to be in a team of Sir Bobby's where he really wanted to, to attack the opposition? Always, always when I, say, I was very lucky to, to you play, you know, in front to... When you have a very good players around you, you make a football so easy, so simple. So... In that time, we were fantastic attacking team. Maybe we could improve to be more defensively. wasn't very strong enough. I only know. I won't say, you know, the, our back four. No, we all engage now. You see the football now. How compact everyone go forward, attack and defend. But back in the years, we 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 was very good. You know, we knew Alan. We knew what is Alan want to. Um, the good thing Bobby recognized because Alan wasn't with that pace enough. Bro, Craig Bellamy. So. We was quite, quite, you know, we really enjoy even before the matches. I used to, I used to enjoy very much having Kieran Dyer when he was fit. It's amazing. I can link him with him to play one, two before we go forward. So make it easy, you know. That's why you enjoy when you're watching these great teams, great club when you play together. That's the best thing you, as a footballer, you wish. So when you have too many intelligent brains inside the pitch, you play easy. And uh, you mentioned Alan there. I mean, there's all the stories about him, him, uh, Pinning Ginola up against the wall and saying, you've got to cross the ball to us. Did you have any polite I, running? I wasn't here. Ginola, eh? yeah. I wasn't here. I wasn't that time. I was with only Bellamy tried to be too clever to him. <laughs> it was a difficult moment for Bellamy. We tried to. The good thing, Alan was intelligent, man. We were waiting for him, still waiting for him in the gym. <laughs> and, I mean, Alan's often said you are potentially or perhaps the best cross of the ball he's played with. I mean, that is a tremendous accolade, that compliment from Alan to you to say you are well, one of the I best. I'm not expecting nothing up, my friend. All the time I have the ball, Nobby, 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 you know, have the ball. You guy all the time driving me crazy. But no, we knew it's the type of number nine always say, no, we, we say, Nobby, soon you have the ball, please whip in and we'll be there because these monster defenders, I need to fight with them. So it was really, really enjoyable to, to play with him, you know, to conserve with him because he was, we knew it. This guy has a chance, he bump. 
because every day is, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, stay after training, boom, boom, finishing, 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 put in the, the top corner, poor Che given. So all the time he's <laughs> battling him. But uh, that's why he knew, he said it was right. No, I need to practice here because in the game, how many chances I will have? One, two, but when I have a one, I want to be sure to put in the net, but it was very good professional. I'm just wondering, obviously, <clears throat> you would have heard of Alan Shearer and known of his talents, but when you actually arrived at Newcastle and you got to train with him and play with him, I mean, was there a moment you just stepped back and go, OK, yeah, he, he's very much the real deal? Well, like I'm saying, he's, he, I was in back when I arrived in the club, it was him. Uh, I remember Stephen Gibbard, he signed him from France. Um, John Barnes, Olivia Uda, Philippe Albert. Well, Alan, I knew he was the, the one of the important players for the club, played for England back in that year, was a captain for England. Yeah, I knew it was amazing. I was very lucky to, to I'm enjoying all the way with good strikers, you know. I played with Canilla back in, in Argentina, Canilla, uh, Palermo, a striker from, you know, it's another big player. So I really enjoy, always play with, I was very lucky to play with big number nice all the time in my career. And we mentioned earlier about obviously this current Newcastle United side getting to the Champions League and how they are the first side to do it since Bobby's side and the side you played in. Is there one particular away game in the Champions League that stands out? You know, that night in the San Siro or night in the New Camp? Is the one that particularly is yeah, in Yeah, well, we was, to be honest, we feel disappointing because I knew if we, 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 we win and we was winning 2-1 against Inter de Milan, away in the last minute, last five, two, three minutes, set pieces again. Remember the Cordoba, the Colombian centre-back score and equalised to two. That's why we knock out. Very disappointing. We played so well, so good. Alan scored. I remember twice in the game. I'm not sure. But uh, it was, was a fantastic match. So shame because in the last minute because we want to carry on in the competition. I think it was the, the first uh, season Newcastle in the Champions League. It didn't start off particularly well, but then they ended up beating, I think it was Juventus, and then they went to Feyenoord and got that last-minute win. I mean, what was that run like? Because to, to get through it the next stage, it just wasn't, it wasn't expected, was it? Well, that's the best thing happened. That's why when you see the Champions League, it's no surprise to you who is winning and who is in the finals. Because the experience you play every year, every season, every year, you got that experience. It's completely different in competition. I know you play the, the, I mean the domestic, you know, competition. But when you have to play international, it's completely different. So we knew we all the time we are not suffering because we play against experienced teams all the time in this competition. So, but um, I mean, it's, it's, it's so good. It was very good. Like I said before, it's, uh, it's a shame because we try to be again in the Champions League the third time. It's a shame because we knock out through penalties. But uh, it, I believe it's the best competition, honestly, the best competition. And you mentioned there the game against Inter Milan. I think everyone that was there from a Newcastle point of view in the, in the away end, that, tonight that'll stay with them for forever. And when you look at the pictures, I mean, Newcastle quite literally took over Milan, didn't they, that night? I mean, what was it like when you walked out and you just saw everyone in well, the... Well, first of all, play <clears throat> San Siro is one of the history in football, the best stadiums. But like I say, all the time we enjoy so much see all the Jordis around the corner. Even if it's a huge stadium, but uh, I know how much your fans is, enjoy so much traveling with your team, playing this in international competition. So I hope to so enjoy again this this year. 
Yes, fingers crossed. And I just want to ask you as well, there was a game against Manchester United where Newcastle scored in the last minute. I think they won. Was it 4-3 perhaps? Your shot, your shot got blood and she were... Very bad shot. I don't know how the ball came back to him. <laughs> I didn't hit the heart. I don't know how the ball came back to Alan. You'll take the assist. Now, everyone remembers that game for Alan Shearer winding up Roy Keane. I'm just wondering what you remember about that. I'm still very far away from them, my friend. <laughs> I, I can see these two guys biting together. No, it's not my game. <laughs> and obviously you then left to go to Aston Villa and then you returned. And I, I remember being in the Leasers end uh, for Michael Owen's unveiling and the chance suddenly turned to, we, we want Nobby Solano, we want Nobby Solano. And Freddie was on the pitch. And then I think it was the next day it was confirmed and you were coming back. Um, how did that move come about? To be honest, I never meant to me to leave the club. But, you know, sometimes when you have, a, and back in the, in the special that season was a little bit strange because we knock out from the Champions League, Bobby Rosson signing Lee Boyer. I feel a little bit like, okay, well, I will have a competition, I will do that, no problem. But Bobby changed a little bit in the thought about myself. The last one of the games was really disappointing when I went, we want to play Middlesbrough. We used to meet in half of the way in the hotel before the match. And uh, I wasn't even in the, in the bench. So I feel like uh, I was only 28 years back in that. I'm talking about 2004, 2005. So I, I, I was feeling, um, Bobby, maybe change about myself. It doesn't want to me anymore, things like that. Um, just make a decision, don't go with the team. Just, I spoke to Shepard, but God bless him, sorry. And uh, I speak to him to say, listen, I want to play football. If he Bobby feeling, no, I'm, I don't want to unrespect him. I like him. It's a good man, but he, I respect his decisions. So I was quite lucky to get interested with David O'Leary, who was a manager in Aston Villa. He signed him and went there. Bobby cannot believe. Bobby rang me the same day. I'm going to Aston Villa to sign him. I go, Novi, what are you doing? We love you. Come on, Gaff, I've been three months in here. You don't say to me that you love me. <laughs> so, well, I leave and then went to Aston Villa. Have a good time. Play football every day. You know, I'm enjoy. But always, to be honest, I never want to leave because I'm still having a house over here. And uh, to be honest, I never meant to me to leave, but I want to play football. So I was lucky to get in contact and share all the time before the end of the season. No, you need to come back, my friend. So that's, that's the reason made me made me back. Tremendous. And uh, yeah, it was a, a fantastic move. Um, I just want to come back to the current day then, and, and we'll have a word on the owners, what have you made of their time in charge so far? They've obviously appointed Eddie Howe, they've backed them in the transfer market. I bet they can't quite believe just how quickly things have, have accelerated and they're into the Champions League. Well, like I'm saying, my friend, always you need to gamble, make decisions. I would say it's sometimes too easy to, when you're outside, we're outside now in the game, to say things or to think we go the right thing. Football is like that. Picture changed so much, you know, very good for the club. I'm so glad for all yours you can I understand how much is your passion, you love this club, you love football. Very, very, very glad for you what happened. But to, like you say, nobody, it was unpredictable, everything. So bring a young manager from Beaumont, see what happened. It keep a lot of the players used to be from the last two, three years fighting to don't go relegation. It was amazing, actually. I mean... It's a great gamble, good situation, good stable, guys, because you see these people now give a stable listen to, to the manager. That's what you're feeling now. I hope so in the bad, difficult wrong, it's still the 
same situation because now everything changed. Football is crazy now. Sack manager. I moved to this country, to this football like uh, 25 years ago. I used to watch manager for like uh, six, seven years in the same club. You know, now you no longer time, depend how you're doing. But it's no longer until five months, six months you get sacked. It's changed now. The owner changed because they are having too much ambition. So fingers crossed, I mean, Eddie make the right decision for the next season. You have to keep it strong, whatever happened, because it's a lot of competition. But it's been, I, I believe all these guys will be over the moon because everything goes in the dream. And you've been working with the club as well. You were over in the United States with Darren Neils. Bloody crazy, man. How you was going to send me to the pub half past six in the morning, have a tequila, man? Wow. Guys, you're all over the place. It's a small city here, but so many Jordis around the, the world. Nice, very nice to see the fans. We watched the game, Leeds United game, amazing. Half past six, no, we had to be half past six, game start half past seven. And yeah. And just you've been involved with the club as well this season, going around the boxes and stuff. Oh, Is yeah, it nice yeah. to be back involved? Oh, 100 percent. I'm being here like four years, three years ago, and I need to buy my ticket to go to to watch a match. I look at myself. I say, I'm in the wrong place. And so I play for this club, maybe in the wrong city. Oh, nice. It's nice. I'm glad for you guys, these people with the ambition. I hope so. Many of these people before. Sure, in the short time you can see any trophy. Because yeah. I know how desperate you are. Yeah, fingers crossed. And I, that, let, let's just talk quickly about the, the Carabao Cup final. It didn't go to plan for Newcastle, obviously, getting beat by Manchester United. But you, what positives do you think they will take from that? Will that just make them more hungry to get to get there again next year and, and, and make sure that next year, if they do get there, they bring it home this time? Well, football is like this. You all the time can win. But the more important how you achieve. That's why they say the players... To believe, you know, it's good for the players to believe. We reach the final. Well, next time, if you have the opportunity, next time we have to make sure to win. But uh, that's good. To the team, always be there, you know, finals, things like that. It's a good sign. It's a very good sign. And obviously, we talk about you getting invited back to the training ground. I'm sure everyone saw the, the video that was released last week of Shea Given going back as well. And you had the camera strapped to and they were putting him through his paces. Did you not get a similar invite to get down the wing and put a few crosses in? <laughs> I wish, my friend, but I cannot move anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's still my right foot there, guys. Whatever I want to play for five aside, you give me a call, but I'm still there. But uh, no run too much. <laughs> No, it's lovely. It's nice to see, you know, Shea is, you know, people love him too. He's been here, he's born here. I mean, he's been in the club for many years. So it was fantastic for us. He always Shea, you know, we, Shea was fit. We all respect Stevie Harper, great keeper too, but Shea is a top, great goalkeeper back in the year. He's suffering with our defense. Always Shea, always I remember Shea in the corner saying, Novi, please, Mark, tell people to Mark who? Davisa, Mark, Titan Bramble, but said, listen, the corner is against us. Yes, please tell it to Mark them. <laughs> and I just want to kind of, obviously we've got a room full of fans here and they're out to, to see you. And obviously when you're around the city and you've moved back now to Newcastle and I've seen you getting stopped for photographs and everything. What is that like? Did you think when you first moved here back in 98 that the city and the fan base would have, have this love affair with you? Well, to be honest, I'm saying all the time, people, when I'm speaking about football, if you give everything in the pitch, you're, you're more than welcome. I would see people don't appreciate maybe some skills, things like that. If you put in the top corner, they will appreciate more. So I would say that the passion, the football, that's why you, you engage. When you love football, you love passion. 
And to be honest, I've been in this city for so long, like 10 years. It's like I always say, I'm in my second home. I got a lot of friends, not only in football, outside football, lovely people, always very friendly, lovely playing, lovely nights, many nights. And, uh, but say, always nice, always nice to be here. Part of all my kids born in here, so um, you know, I'm 50 50, and Jordi adopt them. <laughs> Thank you. I think there's a chance we could all agree that Nobby gave 100% when he was here. Um, keep the round of applause going because that's the end of the first half. Nobby, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much.